Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us Dr. Kaushik Gattak. He's the founder and director at ValueQuest. And I've had the pleasure myself to actually work with Dr. Kaushik for a few years uh, in EGN, where he's been a valuable facilitator and so on. And I've seen how he has grown his business. So today we're going to hear from him talking about sustainable supply chains. So Dr. Kaushik, a warm welcome to you. How are you today? Great. Uh, thank you, Nick, for the invite. And yes, it has been a pleasure sitting with you for uh, so many years now. I'm looking forward yes. to this. Great. And Kaushik, would you like to start by introducing yourself to the listeners? Yeah, of course. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Kaushik Ghatak, as Nick said. Uh, my background has been in the supply chain space for a long time and uh, digital and supply chain. That's where you know, I have uh, worked most of my life in the automotive industry, then in consulting, and then with uh, software providers such as uh, Oracle, IBM, SAP. And over the last eight years or so, I have started ValueQuest. And basically, our goal is to focus on resolving key topics in supply chain. And uh, right now, we are working on capability building programs in the area of risk and resilience, sustainability, and so on and so forth. So uh, we hope to bring in value through our discussions to our customers. That's the motto. Okay. And uh, Kaushik, uh, maybe we can jump into the topic then of today, uh, sustainable supply chains. Uh, what is it all about? Yeah, so both are big words, right? Sustainability, we need to really get around, around sustainability and the other is supply chain. Supply chain also, you know, very complex, multi-tiered. So, but as we know, supply chains are at the heart of running businesses in terms of converting from raw materials to the finished goods and to deliver it to, in the hands of consumers. So managing supply chains is a very, very key competence for organizations to survive today. But then there comes the question of sustainability. So one is, of course, sustainability from a business point of view. My business should be growing. My business should be doing well. Uh, there should be reasonable profits coming in. And I'm sustainable from a business point of view. But then, you know, you can relate that this whole process of converting raw materials into finished goods and delivering to the hands of the customer, we are using resources. We are using resources from our reasonably resource-constrained environment. And therefore, the more resources we use, the less sustainable our businesses and our world becomes. So the whole uh, thought process then is how can we make our supply chain sustainable by you know by making it more efficient and by having better impact on our environment on the people that are working there on our planet and also uh, how can we make sure that uh, it is not just our business prosperity but also the stakeholders who are all involved in the entire spectrum of the supply chain we are making sure that we are looking at uh, you know, uplifting everyone's uh, situation. And that's when I would really term it as being sustainable. 
Okay, well, thanks for defining that for us, Kaushik. And of course, the term sustainable or sustainability is everywhere these days, but it's great to get it here in the context of supply chain. And I like the, the fact that you're saying that it's not only about the planet, it's about also the business, the stakeholders and the pe all the people related to that. Because if someone is driving a business for short-term profits, what are you handing over your business to? And then perhaps it's not sustainable for anyone. So let's dig a little bit deeper into this. Perhaps you can share uh, to the listeners, what would be the three key things uh, that we need to know about sustainable supply chains? Sure, thanks Nick. So, uh, you know, we, I think we all understand the sustainability of businesses from a profit-making perspective and from a maximizing shareholder perspective. And largely, uh, most of us have grown in, in that world where we are trying to grow our businesses, make profits, and plow in more profits into the investors who have put in money in the businesses, right? So uh, that is sustainability from purely and return on investment growth point of view. So I'll leave that part out of the discussion today. And I'll talk more about you know, how we can make sure that our supply chains are sustainable from these three dimensions, planet, people, and prosperity, right? So let me take each of these uh, one by one. So planet. Planet, of course, you know, our mother earth, we are, everything that we do, we have to, we are extracting materials from the ground, right? Uh, we're extracting them, we are processing them, you know, from, let's say, iron ore, we're making them into iron, then we're processing them into steel, and that steel is going into the uh, automotive sector, let's say, to make the car bodies, right? Now, in that whole process, we are consuming a huge amount of uh, energy, water, and uh, also human resources. So, the uh, if we can... Uh, make sure that our processes, our business models have lesser impact on, uh, in terms of the impact that is making on the environment, in terms of carbon emissions, in terms of, you know, uh, water usage and so on and so forth, then we are making sustainable. So let me give an example. And this is where I feel that there is a huge potential that we are just about the tipping point of you know, getting into. So let me give an example. Businesses have been running for ages, for hundreds of years, and over the last 50 years, they have become more professional, let's say. But still, across the world, there are companies who are running their businesses, you know, if I can put it that way, suboptimally, right? You're the sourcing people, the way they're working with the suppliers, they are you know, having certain set of objectives. Manufacturing people, the way they are uh, manufacturing and, you know, converting these, you know, raw materials and components into finished goods, they have their own ways of working. And similarly, the logistics people who are delivering have their own ways of working, right? Now, the better planning we can do across these three elements that I talked about, there are many more functions, but these three elements that I talked about, the better we will be able to get the right product at the right place, at the right time, at the right level of sustainability. See, we have uh, kind of understood the art of getting the right product at the right place, at the right time, at the right level of profitability. But I think we are still a long way to go in terms of uh, getting it to the right level of sustainability. 
And that is where businesses need to rethink on how they are planning across these different functions. So, you know, a simple example, you know, a lot of times I see businesses because they have to expedite shipments, they take to air freight. Then, you know, if they had planned it earlier, they could have sent it by ship. So we all know air freight is extremely carbon heavy, right? And just better planning, and I'm giving a very simple example, can help in terms of making sure that our delivery processes are less carbon consuming than uh, it currently is. Also, the, the other, other piece of it, and I'll uh, explain this at this point and then relate to the people and prosperity dimension against that framework. Those who have been reading up on sustainability, and there are a lot of literature right now and a lot of you know, media coverage on that, there are uh, the sustainability efforts from organizations. They're basically getting defined in terms of the scope to which you are impacting on sustainability. So there is scope one. And scope one is to manage activities within your own four walls, right? So internally, within your organization, how sustainable practices you have in terms of, let's say, just let's take an example of carbon footprint, right? But then, you know, if you are making, you are doing it things very efficiently and you are managing your uh, carbon emissions, just as an example, uh, better, you are probably missing the chance of making an impact fully because the your trading partners are they being sustainable, right? Uh, your distributors, so suppliers and distributors who are your immediate interfaces in terms of trading partners, are they following supply? Uh, are they following sustainable supply chain practices? So then co comes the definition of scope two, which is the first year of interface in terms of the suppliers and the distributors, and then comes scope three. So for example, think of Unilever or Nestle who are making chocolates, uh, let's say, right? So Nestle or Mondelez, let's say. So they would make the final chocolates, but for that, they'll need to buy cocoa from the producers and chocolates uh, in terms of the industrial level chocolates from companies like Barry Calibot, let's say. Who would in turn get the cocoa from the farmers in the, uh, in the fields, right? So those entities, the stakeholders who are lying at the farthest area, other than your scope one and scope two are kind of the scope three. So now when we talk about sustainability from a planet perspective, organizations need to not only look at sustainable practices within their own four walls, but how much are they able to influence uh, sustainable practices with scope two and scope three trading partners that they have. The same thing comes in terms of people. Are we, you know, if the people are uh, suffering because of, you know, our very specific profit motive and you know their their standards of life are getting impacted then of course we are not you know uh, creating a sustainable uh, planet for all of us right and the same thing then again comes to that within scope one how are you what are your employee practices how are you making sure that your people are getting prosperous and similarly taking it out to people to have people uh, 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 taking it out to scope two and scope three for example, you know, uh, the farming conditions, the practices of child labor, uh, apparels, we know, right? The whole stigma of sweatshops that has been that has been plaguing the apple industry for so long. To what extent companies like Nike, companies like H&M, Zara, uh, etc., are they making sure that the suppliers that they're working with and those suppliers they're working with, their suppliers, are 
having sustainable practices as far as people, people are concerned. And then we come to the, the equation of prosperity, right? So are all the stakeholders, it's not just those key investors who have invested in the business, but are they, uh, you know, all the people who are involved, the stakeholders, the suppliers and the distributors and uh, the scope three partners, are they having a better standard of living over time? So again, you know, that, that's why I said sustainability is a big word and we are, it is a journey. So nobody can say that, yes, we are now sustainable, right? So it is a journey that, uh, and a journey where our goalposts will continuously move ahead because uh, our planet is really getting uh, negatively impacted in terms of all the practices that we are doing for running our businesses. Yes, thank you for laying that out so clearly, Kaushik. And uh, perhaps then there's tough times now for many companies, you know, there's budget constraints, uh, people are holding back on expenses and so on. So why should companies then spend resources on building sustainable supply chains? Yeah, very good question. And that's where we get to the heart of the business case for sustainability, right? So you know, the whole idea is how do we measure our business performance in terms of not only just monetary ROI, but also the sustainability ROI, right? In terms of my total ROI, if I can uh, put it that way. Uh, there are conflicts because it's easy to continue to do the practices today and not worry about sustainability, but get the ROI, right? But then yeah. there are a lot of business reasons which are coming up very strongly. A, think of the uh, you know, better planning example that I gave uh, earlier, right? If we can do better planning in order to cut down our carbon emissions, the water wastage and so on and so forth, then we are also making, let's say, more out of less, right? And that has a direct impact on costs, on our cost structures. So better planning and a, running a more integrated business, which has less impact on our planet, also has the positive cons consequence of having a positive impact on our bottom lines in terms of costs. So there are very strong reasons why sustainability would actually, you know, the secondary effect of sustainability initiatives would have positive implications for your profit and loss and balance sheet. So that's one. The second is increasingly people are getting aware of the need for being sustainable and need to harm our planet less and less. And therefore, business models are evolving where companies who are being able to prove that their products are more sustainable, their, you know, the products are derived from more organic sources, which are less harmful for the environment, they are able to charge a higher price. So there is a revenue implication uh, and revenue reason for going, right? So these are some of the reasons. And what companies need to do is really think through the whole topic of sustainability in terms of that, hey, sustainability is not, not just because we are trying to do good to the planet, but also because there are some very strong business reasons why we should be more sustainable. Because if we are not uh, more sustainable from a planet pre-planned prosperity perspective, we would not have a sustainable monetary ROI also in future because you know, our competitors who, are, who have better sustainable models will take market share from us. Yeah, that's great. And, and Kaushik, uh... 
then you know there's a lot of talks about perhaps that supply chains are broken and so on we have there's wars going on there's perhaps recessions looming around the corner and so on what would you say have changed in recent times when it comes to sustainable supply chains so i think this whole conversation on sustainability has progressed a lot from the days you know maybe 10 years back 10 15 years back when sustainability was more of a you know nice to have and more of a you know kind of a reporting function for most companies so it was a csr corporate social responsibility kind of a topic but more and more especially you know, and i personally think that covid impact has you know also increased our focus on these topics of resilience and sustainability because companies have realized that traditional business models that they have been working with they can get disrupted anytime but by you know, major disruptive events such as COVID or, you know, some local uh, situations such as earthquakes and other similar ones or financial disruptions, right? So conversations are, uh, so the CSR, the corporate social responsibility kind of conversation regarding sustainability has now moved on to more strategy level conversation at the board level on how sustainable we are, we really are not only in terms of money, but also in terms of planet, people, and prosperity. So I personally think that the topic of sustainability has really come into the boardroom. And when I interact with decision makers, I see that at top level, the intent is very clear. Probably what is what companies still need to, you know, kind of get their arms around is bringing that message. You know, the why of sustainability is very clear. But the how and what is still not clear. How do they go about it? And how do they con- plan a sustainability journey roadmap that they can then give to their middle levels and the lower levels who will be following those, you know, will, will, be, will be working within those guidelines and what they need to do, what kind of initiatives and how does it get, get right up to the uh, where rubber hits, hits the road, right? So that journey is still, companies are still, there are some companies who are actually you know, extremely good at that. Unilever is a classy example of that. But there are many companies who are less mature in their thinking. Uh, they still have that journey to uh, make. Right. And Kaushik, we're almost about to let you go uh, today, but I have one final question here. If How should a company use sustainable supply chains uh, to m- gain a competitive edge? If you can just let us know that briefly, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, so uh, as I said earlier, that uh, if you are not being sustainable from the overall sustainability point of view, and not just business sustainability point of view, the consumers are becoming aware and newer business models are emerging, uh, where com- competitors are, uh, who are working with more sustainable business, business models are uh, developing better brand equity, better pricing, and therefore you have a real risk of you know, losing your business momentum if you do not do not follow sustainability practices right well thank you i think that was a great ending on the call kaushik it's been fantastic to have you with us here at the egn leadership conversations talking about uh, sustainable supply chains finally if any of the listeners want to continue this discussion with you what's the best way for them to contact you yeah, sure. And again, it has been a pleasure also to speak to you on this. Uh, very, very dear to my heart. Well, you know, I'm on LinkedIn and uh, I'm an active user in LinkedIn. So they can reach out to me at Kaushik Ghatak. So just do a search on Kaushik Ghatak and hopefully you should see my face there. Or 
look into my website uh, www.valuequest.com with a quest as q w e s t so www.valuequest.com and you know send me a note fantastic thank you so much kaushik and thanks again to all the listeners for today and have a great rest of the day thank you Nick. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite.